Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Levi's. Coming up on NBA Today, Adrian Wojnarowski joins with insight on how the Kevin Durant trade shook the entire league. Do not miss Wendy's must-hear story on how it all went down. Plus, what a week it has been. LeBron James, he put an exclamation point on his record-shattering week. But did the Lakers do enough at the deadline we assess? And could tonight be the first time we see Dallas's new superstar duo? Hear what Luca had to say. It's Friday. Let's get started. Welcome to NBA Today presented by Levi's. I'm Malika Andrews and the dust, it's starting to settle a little bit after a crazy week in the NBA. I know I feel like I'm still catching up a little bit. So Kevin Durant, he's in Phoenix. Kyrie Irving, he is in Dallas. There are nine new players in Los Angeles. So to help us make sense of everything that is going on, welcoming in senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, how exactly did the fallout after Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant was traded, how did that reshape how teams approached the trade deadline? Malika, what I think it really does is I think it sorts through the team's who really know whether they're who are really trying to decide whether they're serious contenders or not. You're not going to get better players uh, at the trade deadline than just we're at it in Dallas, uh, in Phoenix. Mm. And so I think in some ways it actually uh, chills the market a little bit on big moves. Uh, but the teams who were aggressive uh, and, and tried to do even more, the Clippers, the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's start with the Clippers, who I thought had a really good day. And especially if we're talking about teams who have championship aspirations, uh, picking up Aaron Gordon. Uh, uh, bringing in uh, Bones Highland and Mason Plumley, and doing that without giving up a first-round pick and without giving up any of their uh, young uh, young players. And so I think for the Clippers, um, I think it was a successful day. And the Grizzlies, who did bring in Luke Kennard from the Clippers, another wing player, you know, they tried really hard. OG Ananobi and Mikel Bridges, and I think they were uh, those kinds of wing players, certainly they felt could help uh, catapult them. They're a team, an organization that certainly feels like they're on the cusp. They have drafted so well there. Uh, they have so many draft assets. They've ha- they haven't had to use them to build their team so they can go, go out in a trade and do that. And so I think, you know, for those two organizations in particular who you can make a case for, you know, have a potential uh, legitimate championship uh, uh, aspirations, um, you know, Listen, it's not Kevin Durant, it's not Kyrie Irving, uh, but I think those teams improve themselves. Especially the Clippers, again, they wanted a point guard. They couldn't get Mike Conley, they couldn't get Fred Van Vliet, and so they went out and got uh, a two-way guard in Eric Gordon. And Plumlee, you know, who's very much of a playmaking center, they experienced that against Portland back in 2016 uh, in Plumlee's career. He can impact uh, on the offensive end with his passing. So I think they think they've improved themselves. The Clippers certainly came into the season with sky-high expectations, and the moves that they made are certainly in line with trying to meet those. So we know, Woj, at the trade deadline, it has come and gone, but deals are far from over. What are you looking at with the buyout market? Well, Russell Westbrook in 
uh, Utah. Uh, his agent, Jeff Schwartz, was expected to talk with the Jazz today about how they're going to proceed uh, uh, with Westbrook uh, on the Jazz. Certainly their timeline's very different in Utah. While they may be a playoff team this season, you know, very young roster. You know, they've kind of rebooted there and had a terrific season with the group they've had. So I think Westbrook may not fit into their plans for the rest of this season. But would it be uh, a contract buyout? Uh, would he just um, maybe not play for the Jazz this season? Or is there some scenario where he could play, which I think is probably the least likely of them, uh, Westbrook and Jeff Schwartz, they're going to talk that through now with the Jazz. If he gets out into the buyout market, uh, listen, there is a significant interest in Westbrook. I think one team that you've got to watch and I think will be a front runner, the Chicago Bulls, uh, Billy Donovan, their head mm. coach, certainly coached uh, Westbrook in Oklahoma City and go further down his bench, Mo Cheeks, Josh Longstaff. There's a staff uh, of former OKC assistants who all had good relationships and, uh, and worked well with Westbrook, with the Bulls, and certainly you could see how he fits, uh, just bringing some energy and some fire uh, to that team's bench. Uh, and look in Houston, you know, John Wall, uh, the Rockets said they're going to waive him, and so that allows him to go out in the buyout market uh, and become a free agent. Uh, but Danny Green's the interesting player in Houston. I'm told that he would like to be waived just like John Wall uh, is being waived and, and not have to do a buyout. Uh, but uh, Danny Green, teams like Boston, Cleveland, uh, Los Angeles, the great interest in him. And so uh, I think those um, – it's – Buyout market has changed, Malika, in recent years. There are not as many players. Uh, guys don't want to give up their bird rights. Um, they, they don't want to become – the fear sometimes is if you do a buyout, you become a minimum player on your next deal when you have to do a minimum here. Right. And I do think that's chilled that market a little bit. But there's certainly some players out there uh, that I think can – can make an impact at teams' benches. Absolutely. Some diamonds in the rough that could make a difference for a lot of teams. Woj, thank you for your work today and throughout the NBA trade deadline. Uh, the KD trade, it was made official last night. Chris Paul and Monty Williams, they spoke about the trade for the first time yesterday. KD is, is different, man. He's different, you know, and that's that's um, why he is who he is. He, he's been doing it in this league for a long time, and you know, it's like I keep saying, you gotta see what it is. You add him to the bag on. Uh, who was that? That the Harlem Globe tried to play against all the time. Washington Generals. You know what I'm saying? You add him to them, then they're going to be nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? We done made the world shake a couple times today, but a lot of things come to my mind. But really competitiveness, competing, you know, um, being being the top competitor in this league and knowing well, knowing damn well teams are, teams are aware and knowing damn well <laughs> that we got to finish the job. You guys have watched him. Um, for a long time, do work in this league um, in every facet of the game, uh, regular season NBA, postseason NBA, USAB, like everybody's seen him on the highest levels play at his highest level. And so I think that's something that our guys are excited about and um, looking forward to, you know, putting it all together. 
Certainly no shortage of praise in Phoenix for Kevin Durant and as it should be. But let's get a little bit of a better understanding of how the pairing is going to work between Chris Paul, between Kevin Durant, between Devin Booker. Chanae, what you got? Oh, yes. The trio that everyone has been waiting for. But really, it's like a big four. I love this. Yep. We already know that these guys, let's see it. This is my cheat sheet, are mid-range assassins. or Midi. In, in a Midi, in Katie's words, right? Mid-range snipers. Easy money, right? But let's talk about how good these guys are off the dribble and how they get to their spots. KD, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker are three of the top six off-the-dribble shooters in the league over the last two seasons. And how does DeAndre Ayton help push those numbers? I mean, y'all, he sets a mean pick and roll. DA has set the second most screens in the NBA this season. So let's get to it. I'll break it all down. Shout out to producer Bree. I need to give her more love for working with me every day as well. Okay, so let's get to this. In this pick and roll, we'll see right here, Chris Paul's dribbling up. This is just easy transition. And what I want you guys to, Perk is going to come in a second, freeze it. I want you guys to look exactly at who's guarding. Nick Claxton is in drop coverage. What does that mean? That means there's a lot of distance. There's a lot of distance between him and Chris Paul. Now, what does that do? That gives an advantage to these two guys because that was a really good screen that DA set. So you've got one and two versus, three, you know, one right here. So as we see the play progress, all right, Claxton, he does a little show and go. He tries to stun at Chris, but he knows that he has to get back to DA. And so the shot goes up, and that's just too easy, a two-on-one in the middle of the paint. You can't let that happen. But that's their bread and butter. Now, I want you guys to really watch this one because I love this play. This is a double drag screen in transition, which means two guys, double are here, but they're going to reverse it out so that they can really get you off of your feet, get you from behind, and then also come back and hit another screen. So watch this. Here's the double drag screen. They separate. Here's another screen just to keep you on your toes. But I want you guys to look at the spacing. The spacing here is tremendous. We've got Devin Booker with the ball. We've got DA on the screen. Right here, you might have missed him. Let me go. You might have missed him in the corner. That's Chris Paul. But the key right here is actually Craig because right here, this is going to be KD who is shooting what? 38% from three. So as the pick and roll goes, I mean, this is as simple as offense can be. Spacing, no one's clogging the paint. He's going to set a hard you know, screen and roll. And watch what happens with Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown sees this drive is coming. It's Devin Booker, who's money in the mid-range. He has to make a business decision. Do I stay here or do I go? When this is Kevin Durant, he is not going to go. But you see what happens here? He's like, let me just send a little more presence. Booker scores. But if you look, the score is going to be completely different, especially because I think it was like a 30-point game at this point. So with the Suns overall, having the spacing, having that great pick-and-roll action, and also so many great off-the-dribble scores, I think that this is going to be an easy barbecue chicken offense. And speaking of barbecue chicken, I had to ask Perk. Perk, you've talked a lot about DeAndre Ayton. Are you going to give him a pep talk? Because I feel like he's a little underrated in his value for them to really pursue a championship. I mean, the cheat sheet was cute offense, rolling to the basket, pick and popping. We know about Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Chris Paul. But the X fact is DeAndre Ayton, the island boy. And I know you used to wiggling your toes in the sand, being on the beach, but I need you to get it in the mud. I know you used to come into the game with the iced out chains, designing down something nice on your feet, but I need the DeAndre Ayton that's showing up to the game 
game in the pro club t-shirt. Five Vicks hanging to your knees, do-rag on, black Air Force Ones, no deodorant, because I need you to go get it in the trenches. That's what they need you to do. They need you to go down there, anchor the defense, be the enforcer, protect the basket, set hard screens, because guess what? If you do all of those things, You'll be in the parade, my brother, because you are the X Factor. Get down and dirty. Forget the cute stuff. Forget the cheat sheet. Forget the offense. Whoa, don't, don't ever. the Whoa. defense. I'm talking to DeAndre. Don't ever forget the cheat sheet, Malika. I never forget the cheat sheet, but I don't know how you can't be. Between Perk's suit and that pep talk, I don't know how you can't be fired up by something like that. I'm joining Zach Lowe and Brian Windhorst now. Zach, are you fired up if you're DeAndre Ayton after that? I don't really know what just happened, but I agree with Perk that he is the underrated part of this trade. He's still on the team. Right. And I know that there's a lot of sort of people that are down on DeAndre and He's plateaued or stalled out. He doesn't finish hard at the rim. He likes those little jump hooks. He doesn't get to the line a lot. Deion, and, and his relationship with some of the stakeholders on the team has been frosty at times. That's cool. That's all true. This dude is good. Mm. He's good. I am a buyer on DeAndre Ayton. He's still young. He is an elite pick-and-roll player. He's going to walk in to 18 points a game just setting screens for these dudes. It's the, 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 no team has had three pick-and-roll ball handlers like this right. at the same time. And there are maybe five centers in the league who can contain a pick-and-roll at the three-point arc and bother Nikola Jokic in the post like he did two playoffs ago. He's one of them. It's a big deal that he's still on the team, and this is a big moment for him. Perk picked the right guy. I just don't know what he said. Uh, I mean, he said a lot, and he said it deodorant was Deodorant was involved. I don't so really. Don't wear deodorant. Well, I hope Perk's wearing it today. We all hope that Perk is wearing it today. But the point that DeAndre Ayton is still on this team, because when you talk about how much this team had to give up for Kevin Durant, they were able to keep their core together. So, Brian, I am interested in how the sausage got made here. Take us behind the scenes of this Kevin Durant trade. Yeah, so Ramona Shelburne and I spent a lot of time in the last two days putting the pieces together. We have a piece that just published on ESPN.com breaking it all down. But basically, uh, we have learned that on Monday morning, or maybe it was Monday afternoon, less than 24 hours after Kyrie Irving was traded, mm. Kevin Durant and his agent, Rich Kleiman, requested a meeting in Brooklyn. And at that meeting, he asked to be traded again, uh, as he did last summer. Uh, this time, however, Malika, he had one place in mind. He wanted to be traded only to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. And if he wasn't traded to the Phoenix Suns, he would just ride out the rest of the season. They didn't want to go public with it. They wanted to do a private transaction to see if they could do it. Now, the problem with this, obviously, trading for Kevin Durant is it's tough to make a deal, as we saw last summer. Secondly, the Phoenix Suns are changing ownership groups between that Monday meeting and Thursday's trade deadline. So obviously it got very complicated in the following days, but it did mostly stay quiet. It didn't really get out there in the ether. And, you know, the, the big issue was, were the, were the Suns willing to give up four first-round picks? That's a huge ask for that team. Secondly, the Suns did not want to give up Mikhail Bridges. That was, um, you know, Cam Johnson they obviously really liked. Mikael Bridges was essentially a deal-breaker. It was a deal-breaker last summer. These two teams talked last summer. James Jones and Sean Marks met in Las Vegas at Summer League. Sean Marks asked <coughs> essentially for the same deal, and James Jones said, I hope you have a nice day, and they didn't really ever talk again. And now they were doing it differently, and they have an owner that last year, this, was gonna cost, this deal cost the Suns $40 million in, in luxury taxes. Wow. The, Robert Sarver, in his 19-year history as the Suns owner, has paid $14 million total. Mm. Bringing this offer to Robert Sarver, if this was a different owner, I'm not sure. They brought the offer to Matt Ishbia a couple of hours after he took control of the team on Wednesday. And I am told he looked at it and said, let's do it. The money isn't the issue. And so 
the hard part was, would, were they willing to include bridges? And so as days went by, the strange thing about this, Malika, is the Suns were in Brooklyn. Tuesday night, the Suns are in mm. Brooklyn. The Nets are negotiating. I know this sometimes happens, but Mikhail Bridges, I'm sure, didn't know. He's running back up against the court. By the way, he had 21 that night. The Suns won. It was a good win. The, the future of Kevin Durant was essentially hinging on whether or not the Suns would be willing to part with Mikhail Bridges. And so finally on Wednesday, after a lot of meetings, um, they agreed that they would put Mikhail Bridges into the deal. The, the, the Nets never bent, and they were all ready to go, and Matt Ishbia was ready to do it and then go off to a dinner to celebrate with his friends and family. And they said, okay, now Jay Crowder's got to be in the deal. And they were like, I'm sorry? And so the deal fell apart, and, and the Suns moved on and tried to do a deal with uh, Atlanta for John Collins, who's a good player, right. a player that they've wanted. Talk about a great player to have in pick and roll. There's one guy who's more potent in the pick and roll in the league than, than DeAndre Ayton. It's John Collins. You could run all kinds of stuff with him and Devin Booker. But while he's at dinner, he's sitting there talking to his friends, Matt Ishbia, and he's going, how often do you get a chance to trade for a top player like this, a top five player, maybe a top 10, 15 player of all time? And he's like, I may be the owner for the next 20 years and never get this opportunity again. Okay, it's happening on day one. So meanwhile, back in Brooklyn, the Nets are like, okay, we're going to bed. We're running out of time here. They get in the car. They're leaving, going back to a hotel where they're sort of camped up. And they decide at about 11.45 p.m. Or at 10.45, I think it was, but, uh, Arizona time. Okay, we're going to do it. You can have Jay Crowder. Let's do the deal. Sean mm. Marks got a phone call. U-turn back to the facility. And within an hour, Kevin Durant was the son. That's wild how quickly that came together because it was essentially only ever a one-team race. And in your story with Ramona Shelburne, one thing that I thought was interesting is this wasn't a fiery meeting, as you guys right. described it. It was something that was just, this is what needs to happen. How can we get it done, Zach? Well, and that's partly because they did the rehearsal for this in the summer, basically, when the first trade request happened. Look, this is a, this is maybe the biggest trade in the history of the NBA and certainly at the, in the history of the trade deadline. And it's it's a, it's a big moment for Phoenix. Look, when, you have, when you're a good team, and they're a good team, they won 64 games last year, and you have Chris Paul at age 37. Yep. But you're not as good as this year as you hope. You have three choices. Number one, trade Chris Paul, get out of the Chris Paul business, and rebuild around Booker. Number two, try to find this middle path where you keep your whole core together and add a good player. That's the John Collins path. Yep. And you have to ask yourself, is that team going to be good enough to win the whole thing? And if your answer is no, then path three is this. Go all in for maybe the best player in the entire NBA. The downside is a little uglier and a little worse when you sacrifice your future to the degree they did. But all three of those paths, none of them are likely to end in a championship. No path is likely to end in a championship. This one gives you the best chance at it. So even though it may have the most painful downside, sometimes you got to go for it. And they went for it. And sometimes and Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is worth going for. That point. Sometimes a championship, it is worth the risk. And certainly when Kevin Durant is on your team, you have a much higher likelihood of being the last team standing. Thank you, gentlemen. Still to come on NBA Today, hear what Luka Doncic had to say about his new superstar teammate ahead of their game against the Kangs. We have the latest on Luka's status as well. Plus, with all of this trade deadline madness, Milwaukee has quietly won nine games straight. So are we sleeping on Giannis and the Bucks? Zach Lowe has more. And the celebration of LeBron James. It continued last night. We have a very special behind-the-scenes look at his record-setting night that you cannot get anywhere else. Do not go anywhere. NBA Today is just getting started.
Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. NBA Today is presented by Levi's. Celebrating 150 years of the 501 gene. Welcome back to NBA Today. So the All-Stars from Utah is fast approaching and the injury replacements, that's a word, they're in. The host Jazz, they now have one of their own starting. Lowry Markkinen was named a starter today. And then Grizzlies guard John Morant and then also one of the MVP favorites, Joel Embiid, got the call up to be starters as well. Perk, your reaction to those three getting the starter status? I love it. John, John Morant should have been a starter, period. Man, Joel. <laughs> Tired of the disrespect with those two. Also, Malika, uh, Lori Markinen uh, added Always. as a starter. Yeah. That's huge. That's Always. really huge. Well, that's what do you think, so. I, I'm happy. Rightfully so. I had him, I've been watching him early in the year, and I was like, this guy, he, he's figured it out. He's in a place that he's comfortable, and he deserves it. Now we see him as a starter. Uh, so those gentlemen were named as starters, but how about the folks getting into the game as injury replacements? We've got Kings, De'Aaron Fox. We've got the Raptors, Pascal Siakam. And then the Wolves, Anthony Edwards. All of them are all-star reserves. Each of them is so deserving. Perk, I know you're especially excited to see Anthony Edwards get in, right? <laughs> you know I am. And he should be in. He should be in. What he's been doing to the league, he's been having one of his best seasons this year. And you know what? Past him getting into the All-Star game, I want to applaud the Minnesota Timberwolves for a second because that move with D'Angelo Russell was deeper than just him getting out of there and them making moves to get Conley. That has something to do with getting the relationship right with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards because we already know that D'Lo and Cats uh, uh, was tied together like shoelaces. So how do you get your two franchise guys to come together? You got to get D'Lo out the way. Now they have no choice but to mess with each other. Okay. I, th- I, thought, I thought De'Aaron Fox should have been in already. Yep. I thought Pascal Siakam should have been in already. The coaches screwed that up. Shame on you, coaches. Spicy P should have been in. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is super deserving. I just want to give a shout-out to Aaron Gordon, who I think is having a tremendous season for the team with the best record in the conference and didn't get any love here. And it's, I'm not going to say he's a snub because I think all these guys should be in. I just want to shout-out. I want to say a nice thing yeah. about another person. Yeah. Aaron Gordon, you're really good. I you're really good too, Zach. Nice thing about it. Affirmations. Affirmations are good. We know Perk likes it when we all share something, a positive note of the day. And so that, Do that's it? really nice. Oh, I didn't know Perk. Yeah, okay. Perk, Perk likes us to, to percolate on positivity. I get it. Yeah, I like that. Percolate on positivity. <laughs> we have much more percolation to come. Still ahead on NBA Today. We're talking about LeBron James and the Lakers. We have an exclusive all-access look at his record-setting night. And the West. Woo! 
the West. It just got a whole lot more interesting. So here from Luka Doncic for the first time on who he thinks is the team to beat in the conference after all of the deadline deals. Plus, after a wild week in the association, we recap the top plays, see who made the cut. NBA Today will oh, break. We like that. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Congratulations on becoming the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Uh, amazing accomplishment, reaching this pinnacle of scoring the basketball. An accomplishment that is uh, beyond well-deserved. Congrats. Congratulations, LeBron, on becoming the NBA's all-time leading scorer, and I've had the best seat in the house as a fan and a friend. Congrats. I'm your biggest fan, despite what Shannon Sharp says, I'm your number one fan, and I just want to say congratulations, man, and you do it with such class, such style, and I know that your family is happy for you, Ohio's happy for you, and we are all happy for you. King James. On Thursday night, the celebration of the NBA's new all-time leading scorer, LeBron James, it continued. And I can tell you that usually at Lakers games, the fans, they aren't exactly packed into the stands 30 minutes before tip-off because th this is a late town. But last night, the arena, it was full to celebrate LeBron 30, 40, 45 minutes before. But to me, the best part was when he turned the spotlight to his own starting five, to his mother Gloria, his wife Savannah, his sons Bronny and Bryce, his daughter Zuri. He said without them, all of this, all that he has achieved, it never would have happened. So here's an all access, behind the scenes look at Tuesday night. And we welcome everybody to Los Angeles where LeBron James in year 20 of his extraordinary career on the verge of passing one of the all-time NBA records 36 points away from breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. This is one of the handful of the most important records in American sport. And so holding a record like this is an honor that is befitting of how great his career has been. We're gonna rip baseline, so face up versus pivot, uh -huh. baseline, dig in, and then come back baseline. Right yep. 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 Here we go. Here we go. Come on! 
always been a guy with the sense of the moment. And the fact that he has family in here, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the house, that's a reason why people are spending tens of thousands of dollars to be in the building tonight. So tonight is the moment. Lakers have always had a history of being involved with history. And tonight, history will be made again. The likes of a LeBron James shall never be seen again. LeBron straight away through. Yes, sir! And that'll take us to the halftime locker room. 16 for the record for LeBron James. What's that, man? Right here, huh? 16.8 points a quarter. Go ahead and get it. Go ahead and get it. Nah. I'll get it. Uh, yep. LeBron going downhill. Stops for three and goes. Yes, sir! 11 to go. Oh, the king is on fire. With Kareem broke Will Chamberlain's record. I said to myself, this record would never be broken again. James plays it Eight for the record. But then here comes this kid from Akron with the same commitment, the same discipline that Kareem had, and here we are witnessing history tonight. One of our brothers, obviously one of the greatest ever plays. Be on the verge of breaking this record uh, that no one thought would be broken. You know what's coming. It's amazing. I'm glad I'm here to witness it. LeBron said we all will be witnesses, and we are tonight. Two points away, LeBron James on the precipice of history here. LeBron has it 15 feet away from the goal. LeBron. just to kind of like embrace it and look around. I'm not sure if I would be able to feel that feeling again. Seeing my family and seeing the fans and seeing my friends, it's just a real feeling for sure.
everybody that's ever been a part of this run with me the last 20 years, 20 plus years. I just want to say I thank you so much because I wouldn't be me without y'all. And to the NBA, I thank you guys so much for allowing me to be a part of something I've always dreamed about. I can count on my hands how many times I've cried in 20 years, either in happiness or defeat. You know, so you know that moment was uh, one of them when I when I kind of teared up a little bit. It was I can't believe what's going on. Tears. was not a goal for me. That's why it's probably so surreal and so just like weird to me because I never ever talked about being an all-time scorer in NBA history. It's never even been a thought of mine, but I've been able to do some incredible things in this league and hopefully I can do some more incredible things before I'm done. It's surreal as hell. I think I might have a better understanding, maybe a little bit, a couple days, like let it like marinate, but it's surreal. That moment, that moment was, that moment was amazing. That was amazing. You can catch LeBron back in action on this week's NBA Saturday primetime matchup on ABC in the ESPN app. The new look Lakers, they're going to visit Clay Thompson and the Warriors at Chase Center. Our coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 8 Eastern. Still to come on NBA Today, we're going to play a little chop it or drop it, the Western Conference edition. Has there been a power shift in the West? Luca sure seems to think so. Hear from him after the break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Levi's. Kyrie Irving's second game for Dallas. It'll take place in Sacramento against the Kings. And after today's practice, Luka Doncic, he spoke to reporters for the first time since the Mavs acquired his new eight-time All-Star running mate. He's a great guy, you know. Obviously, you can see it. First game, uh, first game you can see how amazing of a player he is. The NBA championship, NBA champion, uh, Probably the best ball handler ever in the game. Uh, amazing player, and you know it's good. It's gonna be fun to play with him. How much of a threat of the Suns? Probably the favorite in the West, right? All right. So the Mavs are going to be contending in a pretty crowded conference. So let's play a little chop it or drop it. 
We're going to run through some teams in the West, see how their their roster moves, how they were reshaped around the trade deadline. Let's start with the Golden State Warriors because they shipped out former second overall pick James Wiseman. They got back Gary Payton the second. Wiseman, he landed with the Pistons in a multi-team deal. So, Zach. Are we chopping it or dropping it? It's the Warriors. We're chopping it. They're the defending champions, and this was their move to try to maximize Steph Curry's prime, try to maximize this season that's been up and down and up and down. I'm not sure it's enough. It's also a very sad coda to the James Wiseman era, and that that pick, that whiff, could come back to haunt them. Kudos to Bob Myers, right? We talked about the depth and improving their, their bench play. They got back Gary Payton the second, who they're familiar with. And they added Bay from Detroit, who I, I figure is going to fit right in with the way Atlanta. that they did. Oh, Atlanta. Sorry, Atlanta. He was on Atlanta. My bad. Yep. I'm tripping. I ain't getting no sleep last night. <laughs> we still getting <laughs> back Gary Payton the second. It was huge for them yep. because he was a huge part of their success and winning the title last year. Well, the Warriors are currently sitting in the ninth scene, one game ahead of the team I want to hit next. So let's go to the Portland Trailblazers because they shipped off Josh Hart to the Knicks, but they also they added Cam Reddish, Steibel, Kevin Knox, we chopping it or dropping it? What? Did they move Dave? No. Well, we dropped it. <laughs> All right. They didn't move Dave, so Sorry, we're dropping Blazers. it. Uh, the last team I want to hit is a team that came into the year with just sky-high expectations, the Los Angeles Clippers. They acquired three players, Eric Gordon, Bones Highland, Mason Plumley. They lost Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson, John Wall. We were expecting them to go for a point guard. Brian, are we chopping it or are we dropping it? Let's chop it. I mean, there was a lot of pressure in the West amongst these contending teams after this Durant trade. They made three deals. Look, the most important thing for the Clippers is, is Kawhi healthy and is Paul healthy too. Right now they are. They've got a fighting chance. My only thing to this is they need a true point guard, mm. in my opinion. I just, I just feel like at some point as you move further into the playoffs, you need an organizer. And I know they have scores. And I, I was a scorer and I was in a position where I'm the facilitator. And you still have a scores mentality right. sometimes, so you tend to forget – your, your other job is to get other guys involved in understanding time and score and who needs a shot. I'm not saying they can't do it, but how long can you do it? So I just feel like at some point, they're going to have to find a true point guard. They tried to get one, and they couldn't. Right. They looked at Fred Van Vliet. They looked at Mike Conley. Nothing else fit. They couldn't meet those prices for those guys. So this is the best they could do. And I think they're better today than they were okay. yesterday. Okay. Eric Gordon fits their vision of kind of wings, shooting, guys who can shoot, dribble, and pass. And he can guard up in size. He's tough. He can guard bigger guys. That's big for them the way they switch. And Plumlee can do all the stuff that Hartenstein was doing for them last right. year. All the passing. They're better, but other teams made bigger upgrades. And look, there is the West is loaded, and they're gonna be, there's going to be a team with a lot at stake that loses in the first round of the playoffs. Mm. And that's going to be big for the offseason. Well, can we just challenge Kawhi Leonard and Paul George for a second? Like, challenge them to actually do things that LeBron James do, meaning be that point forward. Challenge them what Luka is doing, a point forward. He's not a traditional point guard. Like, PG has the capability of doing that, so is Kawhi Leonard. So, I think we put a little bit too much emphasis in the point guard position when in today's game, we don't really see too many rondos out there, guys that are putting the team in position like this. Well, if you ask the Clippers, that's exactly what they're going to say. They're going to say, well, what about Paul George? He can have the ball in his hands. Brian, one question before we head to break for you. We heard Adrian Wojnarowski talk about some of the big-name players that could be targets in the buyout market. One of them is Russell Westbrook. Is there anything to Russ staying in Los Angeles potentially with the Clippers? I know that Paul George really wants him there. I have a hard time considering the stakes, seeing the Clippers do it. I think he will have an opportunity, one or two other spots. 
I would wager against it at this point. Okay, very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, still to come on NBA Today. Talk about a week to remember. Mm -hmm. I mean, so much happened. Mm -hmm. Giannis throwing it down. Norm Powell, we need a little top of the top. We'll be back with that after the break. Hall of Famer and former Atlanta Hawk Dikembe Mutombo created his foundation in 1997 with the mission to improve living conditions in his native Democratic Republic of Congo. He has led several basketball clinics and team-building exercises from South Sudan to Atlanta. Time for putting in work presented by Upwork. Spencer Dinwiddie, he looks right at home back with his former team. He was back there for the first time in three years, scoring 25 points in his first game since being traded for Kyrie Irving this past weekend. The Nets, they beat the Chicago Bulls 116-105. But fun fact, there were actually 11 different players that were traded back to their old teams at the deadline, Spencer Dinwiddie being one of uh, them. Oh. <laughs> and uh. So this is this was his first see, stint see, with the Nets. We have oh. And then do you remember Gary Payton? Oh, yeah, He's Cal. back with his former team. A little head yeah. scratch. Sorry, Desmond head, Bain. Bain. Mm. Sorry about that. Oh, oh and I, yeah, oh, straight in the eye. And then you have D'Angelo Russell, ice, ice in his veins. <laughs> he is headed back. So just, I mean, a crazy <laughs> week. <laughs> Wait. Jay, why don't you hype me like that? Come we, on. We, I didn't think it. Meanwhile, that was me in yeah. locker room. Like that. that was me in locker room. Week. So let's get into a little bit of top of the top. We're gonna start with top highlights of this week. Oh yeah. Oh baby. Look at oh, Okay. Oh. You know where he went. He's playing. Really upper room. Well. Upper room. He's <laughs> playing, we can't use that number. Oh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys I are inspiring oh, in the, the upper rooms. Oh, y'all are inspiring. Low key, uh, low key the rudest stunker in the uh, NBA. Uh, like, oh, yeah. rudest stunker in like, the NBA. Like, like, so low key, it's high key, yeah, <laughs> Oh, baby, watch your head. Oh, oh okay. you felt good that you didn't get traded. That's getting some frustration out. Hawk for life. Hawk for life. Well, and then we got some top dimes coming your way. Let's take a look at some of these passes. Oh, yeah. Trey, that was All time on target. Better knock that down. Yeah. Right. It was a pass like that. You got it. Yeah. Ooh, a little behind. You have to. Those are the toughest ones to make. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, you're right. Right. But what about this? I mean, Nicole Jokic, you're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Super Bowl weekend. That's routine. That's just like every game. That's Mahomes to Kelsey all weekend. Or hurts. And then we got some top bunnies for you as well. Shangoon, baby. Shangoon, I see you on the live today, Green. So proud of you, big fella. The Rockets lost. With the yeah, he's. Why do you got to rain on their parade, Zach? There's no parade. There's no parade. There's no parade. And then the Matt. Oh, I'm so happy for him, man. He almost got another one like this last night against Denver. Oh, yeah. everything. Jalen Brunson's face is just like, and Kevin, all right. Like, yeah. You know, you can't say anything, but. Ah! Okay. Okay. A, little, a little mini tomahawk? Okay, Malik. Mini tomahawk. Hey, yeah, he, he's been dunking out Okay, lately. Malik. Yeah. That guy just kept running to the locker room. Yeah, he's like, like, Trey yeah. Murphy and just get out of the way. Perk, this is for you. This is top big man. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> that's daddy ball. Yeah, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I do to my son. <laughs> <laughs> Come here. Come here. Hey, Stone. 
And the fact that I couldn't make it there to see Jay and you were there, roll the tape. I roll had, the tape. I, I had a great I, view of it, too. I am. I am. This, I had a this great right view here, of it. This right here just, you know. Y'all are embarrassed. It, it, it just. Well, here's the deal. Your it, it face, was Malika. It was but you were holding your face. I, I, I don't get starstruck, but it's two people that I just, you know, I got to get a picture with. It's Beyonce and it's Jay. And I look up. Here's and, the deal. What we were talking about there, I was like, I was not cool. <laughs> hi, hi, um, I just wanted to introduce myself to you. Hey, Mr. Carter? I said, tell me how you been. Um, and uh, he said, he said, he said, oh, I know. I watched the show. And that, to me, is just a testament We're to done. y'all. We're done. We're done. And you didn't even know who the show. I was like, who's we? That's going to do it for us. Thank you for hanging with us all week long. We survived. We will see you Monday.